Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here back running a little solo episode for our NBA, NBA should I say, focused episode for the week. Um, absolutely stoked to be here once again. It feels like an eternity since I last recorded. Uh, but certainly looking forward to putting forth a big episode tonight. Just a quick shout out to both Ro and Lee. Uh, they'll be back on board next week. Certainly looking forward to getting the band back together then. Uh, and also a big shout out to Stadium Scene and The Cover. Those two tremendous networks doing fantastic things. Not, not only us, but other content creators out there. So very, very, very appreciative of all their continued hard work and support. Guys, as I said, a massive episode in store. Going to rip through a couple of quick odds and ends momentarily. Then going to get into some of the movers and shakers who I think will be, um, for, for better or worse, uh, making their move up or down the standings over the coming weeks. So I've got four teams to put forth in a, in a couple of moments' time. Would love to hear from you guys out there what you think, if I'm on the right track, if I've got it wrong, if there are any other teams that you think could be movers and shakers over the coming weeks. Without further ado, though, guys, let's get into it. Some quick odds and ends. First and foremost, we'll start with the news that came out during the week that the Indiana Pacers have re-signed Miles Turner to a two-year, $60 million extension. Uh, Part of that is a $17 million extension to his contract for this season, taking him well and truly above $30 million for both this season and next. Uh, It's it's been quite a stunning little little turn of events for uh, the Pacers and Turner. He's averaging 17.5 points, eight rebounds, two blocks, uh, two and a half blocks, should I say, on 39% from three per game. And it's just a move that really solidifies that young core that they're starting to build now. Um, I certainly won't speak about too much of it at the moment, just uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. They might feature a little bit uh, later on in the show. Uh, but I, I think this is a great move, and I think he's really gelled well. Um, he's kind of, since that uh, all that trade debacle, pretty much requesting out, and it almost looked... Not a done deal, but pretty certain he'd be moving to the Lakers. Uh, since that time, he's just really found his groove within this team, within this offense, and defensively as well, for that matter. So uh, very, very happy with with that re-signing. And I think all Pacers fans out there, uh, not too many, not too sure how many Pacers fans uh, we have listening to this show, but if you're a Pacers fan out there, I'd be very happy with this move going forward. Next point I wanted to touch on here was... Uh, the Bucks' most recent offer for Jay Crowder. Now, it was a deal that was seen over socials over the last week or two. Jordan Nora, Grant Hill, Serge Barker, and second-round draft compensation in exchange for Jay Crowder. For me, as soon as I saw this, I thought it was big, big overs. Um, if it was me, if I was running the, running the show, I'd be looking to keep Nora in that deal. Uh, I think it's certainly going to be interesting to see where Crowder ends up over the coming weeks before the trade deadline. I just don't know what his value is in terms of can he be a key contributor at the moment, uh, being out of the game for so long now? Could he swing the fortunes of a, of a contending team? I just don't know at the minute. Um, and that being said, because of that uncertainty, I don't think he kind of gains that bigger package. That's that's quite a lot to give up. I, you know, if it was Grant Hill, Serge Barker, and some very minimal second-round draft compensation – I think that would be probably on the money. Uh, but depending how much draft compensation you're getting, getting another young player in Nora there, I just think it could be overs. So I would, would love to hear from you guys out there. If you've got any Jay Crowder 
uh, trade packages at the forefront of your mind, be sure to hit us up. Send them to me. I'd love to uh, love to have a bit of a look over them. I say it week in and week out. The records continue to fall for LeBron James. Um, a big, big congratulations to him. He moved up to fourth on the all-time assist standings, um, passing Steve Nash there. It's just phenomenal. The superlatives, there's not enough of them. Um, he's closing within 100 points now. I think it's 89 points to pass Kareem there. Um, Kareem, better enjoy the last few days of holding that record, my man. It's uh, It's been a long, long time coming. Uh, but, you know, LeBron, is, as we've said time and time again here on the show, and many pundits and fans out there alike have said that he's just getting better with age. And for that fact, it would not at all be surprising to see him pass 40,000 points. The league's all-time leading scorer, on top of that, joining the top four in all-time assists. It's just ridiculous. Um, it kind of makes you think, you know, we look at, well, I guess for the for the longest time, Kareem's been the benchmark in scoring. John Stockton still leading the all-time assists. We've got a guy who's going to be leading the scoring in top four in assists, you know, in the coming days there. What could he have achieved if he focused primarily on one of those? If he was just a pass-first guy, you know, took a, took a bit of a hit in the point side of things, could he be up there with Stockton? Likewise, if he opted not to be the uh, the playmaking, uh, I guess it's, it's almost underdone how good he is as a playmaker. But if he had a kind of just completely foregone that, been an out and out scorer, would he? When would he have passed this record? Would he already be over forty thousand, forty five thousand? Uh, it's a big, big what if question. But it just speaks to the volumes of how great he is on so many different levels and. Uh, you know, I can't. I can't wait to see this 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 record broken. You know, I, I witnessed the Steph Curry breaking the breaking the all time threes record not too long ago now. Uh, but I think this record in itself is just going to be a monumental occasion, not only for LeBron but for the league as a whole. And uh, you know, it is showing no signs whatsoever of slowing down. A big triple double the other day against the Knicks in overtime, Madison Square Garden uh, continues to age like a fine wine. So. Fair, 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 fair play to LeBron James there. And I, I have no doubt my mind will probably be addressing another record next week. Okay, let's touch on the uh, the player pool for the Rising Stars game. Now, this came out the other day. I'm going to rip through the players here and give my thoughts on it. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rattle through all the players, so bear with me. I'll rattle through them pretty quickly, though. Um, so in the rookie the rookie pool, we've got Paolo Benchero, Jalen Duran, AJ Griffin, Jaden Ivey, Walker Kessler, Benedict Matherin, Keegan Murray, Andrew Nemhart, Jabari Smith Jr., Jeremy Sochen, and Jalen Williams. Rounding out the sophomore side of the brocket, we've got Jose Alvarado, Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Quentin Grimes, Bones Highland, Evan Mobley, Trey Murphy III, Alperin Sangoon, and Franz Wagner. And then from the G League, we've got City Sissoko, Scoot Henderson, Mojave King, Kenneth Lofton Jr., Matt McClung, Leonard Miller, and Scotty Pippen Jr. I tell you what, I, I, I feel like I've done pretty well there. I've rattled through that in good time. Not too many mistakes. Uh, all in all, a job well done to me. Big pat on the back. In regards to this pool, though, it's always an exciting little part of All-Star Weekend, getting, getting that exposure, some of these unknown players from the G League, uh, getting to see some of the brightest young stars mix it up with one another on the court. For me, I'm really, really excited to see Scoot Henderson mix it up with some of these guys who have kind of taken the league by storm over the last couple of years. Uh, I think in terms of 
seeing what kind of a player he'll be when he comes into the league by mixing it up with NBA talent. It's going to be exciting. Also a name that many people might not be familiar with there, Mojave King. He spent a bit of time down here in the NBL with the Cairns Taipans, a guy who's kind of gone off my radar a little bit in recent times. Uh, nevertheless, very excited to see what he can do as well. And just as we said, some of the some of the talent there, Walker Kessler, um, love watching Josh Giddy. I think it is an absolutely stacked players pool there um, and certainly seeing, looking forward to them doing the, uh, the four-team round robin kind of tournament again there. Certainly makes for some very, very exciting basketball on the court. Beautiful guys, let's move ahead. The Daily Dribble. So, movers and shakers, here it is. These are teams I expect to move or fall down the standings over the coming weeks. I've got four teams here. Um, two going up, two going down. As I said at the top of the top of the show, I'd love to hear from you guys out there what you think, where I got it right, where I got it wrong. Um, love engaging with you guys. Had some great chats again during the week, talking all things basketball with you guys out there. So keep it coming. Hit us up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, willing and up for all NBA discussion, NBL discussion included. Um, so certainly keep it coming, guys. Let's start with my first team here. Now, I mentioned it at the top of the show in regards to Miles Turner. I said I wouldn't speak about them too much then. They've come back again here. The Indiana Pacers currently sitting 10th in the standings with a 24 and 28 record. Uh, they're currently one and nine in their last 10, uh, which is no surprise given, given Halliburton's missing. Undoubtedly the, the franchise cornerstone, if you will. Um, and I think if you're a fan, you wouldn't be upset with how they've gone this year. And even if they continue to slide, which I think they will, I think the Bulls, Raptors, maybe even the Magic um, could catch them over the coming weeks. But I think through the first half of the season, they showed enough to be happy with what with what the what we've what we've what fans have seen, um, and I think they'll start to gradually shut it down a little bit now. You know, everything moves starts moving ahead for next season. They've got really nothing to play for in terms of their trajectory. They're not there this year. They're probably not quite a playing team, um, but that's all good. That is all good. They've built. They've started to build a really solid foundation. Um, just need a couple more pieces around them. You know, you look at Benedict Matherin, Halliburton, Turner, Naismith, Nemhart. There's a lot to like about the way they go about their business. Buddy Hill there as well, bringing that three ball. They've certainly been, even if things were to completely fall off, the, the you know, the wheels completely fall off from here, I think this would be considered a very successful season for Pacer fans out there. I know for me, I had them with probably going in with the, oh, I had them 15th in the East. Um, but I had them probably attaining the worst record across the league. So no doubt, big overs there for the Pacers. Playing a very exciting brand of basketball. Uh, it's quite reminiscent from the uh, to the Sacramento Kings under Luke Walton and even the Sacramento Kings to today. Um, but loving the way that course coming together. Halliburton to star, leading the league in assists per game. Uh, Miles Turner's really come on to his own. Benedict Matherin, a candidate for not only Rookie of the Year, but Sixth Man of the Year as well. A lot of exciting things happening there in Indiana. So I think, you know, what Rick Carlisle's done, um, the squad that's been assembled, they're a really good draft pick away this year. Another couple of fringe pieces uh, from from turning some heads in the league, I think, and actually being a tough out in the playoffs, which which would be great to see because since uh, since Paul George left, there hasn't been too much playoff success for this franchise. So it would be great to see them back in uh, back up and running in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs there. 
The second team I've got, if you're watching on this one on YouTube, you'll see the jumper I'm wearing today. The LA Lakers uh, got my undoubtedly got my purple and gold glasses on for this one, but I see them rising. And currently, they're currently sitting 13th with a record of 24 and 28. I have a lot more faith in them than other people do. Um, certainly part of it's bias, but I, I could see them certainly jumping the Jazz, jumping the Thunder. Um, some might argue it's bold. I wouldn't rule out them jumping the Pelicans, the Blazers, the T-Wolves as well, um, even the Suns for that matter. So, you know, I, th- I think with Rui, I think his pickup was just massive. And what they gave up for him was Jack Diddley. Um, I thought that was a tremendous win for them. He's really fitting him well with the offense and the defense in this team. He's a guy who can knock down the three, can attack in the paint. He's knocking down his free throws as well, which is nice. You know, you look at Lonnie Walker coming back, Austin Reeves not far away, and the big inclusion of Anthony Davis. In In terms of talent, they're not up there with the top of the you know, the top teams within the league. But if you've got LeBron, you've got a chance. And AD alongside him, if he can stay healthy, um, you know, they're, they're the best 13th seed the league's ever seen at the moment. If things are as they are with the squad they've got, they're the best 13th seed that the league's ever seen. Next three games, they face the Indiana Pacers, the New Orleans Pelicans, and the OKC Thunder. In terms of their season, in terms of their playing playoff aspirations, this next three games are pivotal at a, at a bare minimum, at a bare minimum, bare minimum, should I say? It's got to be two. Um, I think they've probably got to win all three of these. I back them against the Pacers. A little bit of uncertainty for that one tomorrow. Uh, FYI, recording this one a day earlier on a Thursday night. A uh, bit of uncertainty about AD tomorrow for their game against the Pacers. Regardless if he plays or not, they should win that one. The Pelicans will be the kind of the big hiccup game, I think. Um, there's there's talk of Zion coming back soon. Uh, they, they're riding a bit of a rough streak at the moment. I won't touch on that too much at the minute. Um, but that's the kind of game that could really be their undoing. And then the Thunder, they've just got to take care of. For as good as Giddy's been this season, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, in terms of out-and-out talent, the Lakers should should put the foot on them. Um, and as I said, you know, if they can get minimum two, preferably all three wins here, they start to peg back towards 500. Uh, and that's where they need to be. If they're in the plane, you know, if I was if I was a playoff team, a playing team, I would not want to face this squad at the back end of the season. LeBron will engage takeover mode as he's he's done time and time again. Uh, I think they're going to be a really tough out. So certainly keep an eye on the Lakers moving forward over the coming weeks. I certainly expect them to move up the standings. My third team is the Toronto Raptors. Now, just given the position they're currently in. I don't expect them to fall too much. That being said, I could see them sliding below the magic over the coming weeks. They currently sit 12th with a record of 23 and 30, um, putting them two and a half games up on the magic in 13th at the moment. Yet this team, uh, what a what a disappointing season it's been for this team. Um, my huge concern and many others out there is their lack of depth. And because of that, the minutes that the starters are playing, playing night in and night out, it's, it's normally plus 40 minutes. It's normally plus 40 minutes. They're relying on a bench of Malachi Flynn, Thad Young, you know, Christian Coloco, Boucher, Benton Jr. It's, uh, it, doesn't ex- it doesn't exactly inspire confidence. You know? And as I said, because of that, these starters are having to play plus 40 minutes. Nick Nurse 
his ass is well and truly on the hot seat at the moment. Um, and I just think given the way these minutes are currently structured, the longer the season wears on, the more they'll continue to wear out. I just don't think it's sustainable for them moving forward. And to be fair, the way things are going, I think it's really inviting a, a big, big rebuild on for this team. You know, OG can go, Fred can go, could you trade Siakam? Everything, I think, but Scotty Barnes is pretty much uh, to fire sale, I would think. And I think there'd be a lot of teams out there that could put forth some pretty interesting packages for a rebuild, in particular towards Siakam, Ananobi, Van Vliet. Um, you know, you could get some tidy assets back just to really fully engage that rebuild. At the minute where they're at, they're pretty much a five-man lineup, no depth. They're not good enough to compete with the with these heavy hitters in the East now. Um, your Brooklyn's, your Miami's, your your Milwaukee's, your Boston. I don't think they're good enough either to beat the uh, the the kind of the trailers in behind the Wizards um, teams like that. There, it's uh, it's really been disappointing, a really disappointing season. And I, I, to be honest, I hope they continue to lose games. I hope they engage that rebuild because if they keep kind of sitting where they are, they're not moving forward. Um, it's just, uh, I don't think things are going to get any better in Toronto without some serious moves being made. So hence, I don't see the move falling too far down the standings, but I could certainly see the magic jump in them over the coming weeks. Bold, bold take, I think. Uh, the magic have been playing some good ball lately. They beat Philly the other day. They went down by a couple today after putting up a, a good fight against Philly again in the back-to-back. But uh, we'd love to hear what you guys are thinking of the Magic at the moment. Could they jump the Raptors in the coming weeks? Two and a half games behind at the moment, uh, but still, you know, 30-odd games to play. So so look out. Watch your space. Fourth and finally, I've got the New Orleans Pelicans. Tell you what, what a fall from grace they've had. They are currently riding, currently riding the nine-game losing streak. Wow. Uh, sitting with a record of 26 and 26. Briefly occupied top spot in the Western Conference there. Um, it's coincided with Zion going down. Just trying to reintegrate Brendan Ingram back into the squad now. That being said, despite their, their big losing record at the moment, I trust in their lineup when everyone's fit and healthy. I think Zion's return's looking imminent. Um, and with that, I think things will really start to click into gear a lot better for them. I think as Ingram starts to find his legs a little bit more you know, this this team, I they're just a different team when Zion's back in the squad. There's no bones about it. That is, it's a simple answer. It's a simple solution. But I think that will really fix them. And for them going forward, good health is the key. Um, you know, I still believe in that starting five. You've got Valanchunas, Zion Williamson, CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Herb Jones. You know, you've got players like Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Trey Murphy, Larry Nance coming off the bench. Devontae Graham, friend of the show. Is he, is he not, Ro? Um, You know, there's a lot to like about their squad. And I just think that's the piece. As we said, Ingram's missed a lot of time. They're trying to reintegrate him back into the squad, get his legs under him, get his shot back falling. Once that starts to click, once Zion comes back into the fold, I certainly expect to see them continue a bit of a charge up the standings. The way things sit at the moment, um, I've got a lot more faith in them at the moment than, say, the Jazz the Timberwolves, Phoenix for that matter. Um, you know, so I could see them certainly jumping into a guaranteed playoff spot. It'll all just be dependent on health for them. But guys, there you have it. There is four teams who I think will be movers and shakers over the coming couple of weeks now. Recapping that, we had the Pacers, 
the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Pelicans. Four teams. Would love to hear what you guys think out there. Um, certainly looking forward to hearing all your takes, whether you had any other teams, um, whether I got it right, whether I got it wrong, all that good stuff that we love to talk about. Thank you once again for tuning in. Uh, be continuing to subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you're watching this one on YouTube, um, certainly looking forward to having the, the lads back in the studio next week. Rowan Lee, big things coming next week. Before that, though, before the team reunites, next, uh, probably looking at Monday night, our NBL Focus show will be back. The last couple of games, the regular season are winding down. Still a lot of intriguing storylines to play out. Positioning for the playing game, playoff standings, everything of the kind, some exciting stuff happening. I'll be here next week recording on my picks for all the all the award winners, um, all the NBL award winners. That's set to be announced Wednesday or Thursday night, I believe, um, at the awards awards night. Um, so I'll be here giving my picks on that one next week. So be sure to tune into that one, guys. But I'll leave it at that for tonight. Had an absolute blast being here once again. Appreciate all the continued support, and I can't wait to talk to you guys soon. Till then, take care.